Hello friends and welcome to Fay Earth. We're excited to have you back for episode one, session one of season two of our game. We finished recently with the adventures of our band of merry women and one dwarf um, in Ireland in the 1840s and we are now 30 odd years ahead. It is 1872. We are in central France in the town of Cherville. My name is Neil, my pronouns are he, they, and I am the narrator of this story. And now a quick hello from our players. Hello, my name is Christina, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Mina Twissig. Um, hi, I'm Susie. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm going to be playing uh, Sylvia Brown. God, I hope I said that right. <laughs> Hi, my name is Pauline and my pronouns are she, her, and I'm going to be playing Eustine the Moor. Hi, my name is Tendai, my pronouns are they, she, and I'll be playing Aminira Moro. Hi, my name is Neve, my pronouns are she, her, and I am playing Gwen Elvindiel. Right, so you're in the town of Cheville, is in central France. Um, whereabouts, it's about 185 kilometres west-ish of Lyon. It's about 200 kilometres south of Paris, okay? Um, it is near um, the forest of Tronquet, which is this quite large and mixed primeval forest in, in central France. Mixed primeval meaning that it was at one stage a major and ancient oakland forest that took up a large section of this region. But over time, it was slowly being cut away for, uh, to make land for farming. But then in the 17th century, um, one of the bishops ordered hundreds of oak trees to be planted, all so that the uh, Royal Navy of France would have wood to replenish itself. Um, it was that, about 150, 200 years ago, those oak trees are getting about ready to maybe be harvested, maybe, in another 15, 20 years. But there's a lot of questions over whether that will happen because there is a lot of talk of new designs of ships, ships made of steel and not wood. So what we now have is this, ancient, this large oak forest, which at its heart is this um, ancient primeval forest. Um, the town of Cherville is, it's a big enough place. It's a population of oh, about maybe 15, 20,000 people. And it's grown a lot in the last while, okay? Um, it, in the last few years, has had a brass mills established there. And that's kind of brought a lot more employment into the area um, and more people into the area. Two of our heroes... Yes, not sorry, not Justine. Um, two of our heroes, uh, Mina and Sylvia, you've just arrived in to the town. It's kind of I don't know early afternoon, somewhere between two and three. Um, you've been traveling for several days from Lyon as part of your journeys, and um, yeah, you just get in. You just you know, it's a big, big enough town. There's a lot going on here. Um, there's a large kind of central square that's obviously used for markets on certain days. Fairly typical. There's wells, but there's also water pumps and the likes. And you're seeing various different businesses um, as, you're, as you've been wandering in. You've seen off in the distance um, the brass mills, the smoke from the brass mills you've heard about. Um, and you see lots of it, like there's blacksmiths, there's shoemakers... You know, carpenters, all manner of different stuff. So it's 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 busy enough. There are quite a few people. Yeah, it's a busy town. People okay. going about their day. Okay. Are they looking at me? Are they? Are, how are they really? reacting to me? Well, how about you describe what you look like? <laughs> okay, um, Mina is. Uh, five foot nothing like five foot four. So what about one fifty five or something? No, that's I think about no. sixty three. Oh, okay, so. one sixty. Okay, so, so pretty just, tiny. Just about. 
Someday, Tando, you'll be a real girl. I'll be a real girl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah. 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 Someday so when you grow up. What do you want to be when you grow up? No. Um, so yeah, so she's quite small, but apparently there's people that are smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking at you across the table. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Um, oh my sorry, God, I lost my friend time. now. Uh, what was I saying? You are describing uh, yes, I was describing. That's what I wanted to do. Yes. So um, one uh, sixty-three. If we want to do the the normal, like Metric. measures yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> no offense to anyone, but no offense. Um, <laughs> because your yeah, your system is stupid. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Google now what I am in metric. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's wearing um, uh, like kind of a combat gear of her um, because she's a member of um, the Swiss Guards that are fighting giants. So she's wearing like her combat gear, so sturdy boots, a um, bit of light armor, um, lots of browns and greens to be you know, to, for her to be able to hide and blend in um, in the forest if they're, like, going, looking for their, um, I want to say prey, but, like, no, looking for giants and other, like, beasties. And um, she's, um, she, in one hand, she has a big halberd um, that she's currently using, like, a, a walking staff. And um, she is like pretty but not pretty pretty like more of a kind of girl next door she has like um skin like of somebody that is outside a lot has some freckles um her eyes are the color of amber and she has green hair that she has uh, done up in a kind of milkmaid spray just to keep it out uh, for her fighting but um, um, there is always little bits of, you know, strands or kind of wispy kind of flying around because she's never really, she never really gets it perfect. So, so um, you, there are certainly looks at you because the Swiss Guard is somewhat, viewed by many to be a somewhat archaic um, mercenary group from Switzerland, men and women trained specifically to fight giant kin, mountain giants, trolls and the likes that you find more commonly in the Alpine regions, hence the halberd. Um, and they have been kind of viewed by a lot of people as this and somewhat anachronistic and out-of-date way of fighting um, because giants don't tend to attack humans half moons as much. So that, walking around the street with a halberd, that definitely gets you looks. But the fact that you're in your Swiss Guard armor means that people aren't immediately stopping you. Like a constable is welcome by at one moment and you just take a moment he pause and he sees the, the weapon but immediately sees your clothes and he's kind of like, you can see he's taking mental note of this mm. but it's continuing on. You know if you were wearing a normal skirt or men's clothing and walking around that you'd be stopped. But because you are clearly a member of this mercenary group, yes. And your fate touch lineage, um, the green hair is also getting you a few looks. That's something that you're used to. You have noticed, as you've been traveling around France, those looked a bit more than you would have gotten maybe a few years ago. Yeah. There certainly has a heightened animosity among some of the French towards the Fey and Fey Touch because France and Prussia were at war recently with the Fey Nation of Arcadia that borders those two regions. The war only finished six months ago and the human allies lost. So there is occasionally you have come across some animosity that you wouldn't have expected a few years ago. The Fate Touch have always been viewed somewhat as outsiders, but some now are anti-Fate sentiment has grown in France because of this war that was pretty devastating to all sides, but especially to the humans. Okay. So, Sylvia, what do people see when they look at you? Uh, so, Sylvia is about 172. 
okay. centimeters or five seven in uh, your weird um, imperial shite. Uh, she has, <laughs> sorry, she has auburn hair. Um, and it's kind of, it's in a bun, uh, but like, we've been traveling for like a good few hours. It's kind of starting to come down at this point because like, it has been a long day. Um, she's tanned, she's got freckles. She looks like somebody who spends like also a lot of time outside. Um, she's kind of stocky, um, like not, yeah, just kind of stocky. Like she looks like somebody who, you know, either worked quite a physical job or, you know, so her shoulders would be like slightly more broader than you'd expect, that sort of thing. She's wearing um, a kind of a Victorian walking skirt, but um, very sturdy, um, sensible men's shoes, men's boots, you know, <laughs> that you like, you know, if like her skirt's quite long, but if people see the shoes, they're like, huh, that looks kind of strange with what you're wearing. But um, she doesn't have any weapons. Um, if people like look a little bit close, she's got a kind of a leather bag. And then she has a dagger or a knife on her hip or something, doesn't he? But that's like more like a looks more like a utility tool. Yeah, it uh, looks like a it looks like a camping knife. Yeah, um, a big camping knife. And then beside that are also some little wooden discs on some cord. Um, so they're kind of tied together, and they're on a belt at her hip. Okay. So. So. Um, I assume nobody's really looking at me at all they're all when they're looking in your direction they're looking at your yeah compatriot more than you the unusual medieval weapon and the vibrant colored hair draws more looks than you because <laughs> as you said um sylvia is a human human not a facial human but sylvia is also fucking paranoid <laughs> <laughs> oh this looks like a friendly town it's busy enough okay mm. Well, let's see if we can find him in. Mm. He's getting tired and hungry. Well, first comes to first, we can always just forage in the forest. It's nearby, but yeah, okay, we can go inside, get comfortable. Oh, yeah, sorry, um, I'd rather sleep in a bed <laughs> tonight. Not that it was, it was very comfortable what you arranged, you know. But There's nothing wrong with a little bit of moss. No, there it's very comfortable, but like I would really like to sleep in a bed. Very well, milady. We shall go find an inn. Okay. So you walk around for a little bit and you do find it's a pretty nice looking two story um, building. It's clearly an inn. Um, and you see a sign outside um, La Petite Auberge. Okay. Um, going in, large ish common room area. Um, with about four uh, four long like long tables with with like stools and stuff and then a couple of smaller tables around the sides like it's not like lots of individual tables for people to sit at no it's like four long tables standard beer hall kind of thing that you would expect from a rural village like this you're not in a fine establishment in Lyon or Paris okay Um, and um, it's it's as I say, it's kind of early afternoon. It's about half. It's maybe about a quarter to three, half to a quarter to three. Mm-hmm. So there's like not that many people in there. There's one or two alphas having a drink, smoking their pipes, and um, the you see there's there's two people who are there working, and you see there's a man looks to be in his early to mid fifties, tall, lean, steely, grey hair. Kind of very strong masculine features with well kept curled mustache, and um, he's um, he's got um, his hair is kind of brown but with um, kind of signs of grey coming aside and, and soft brown eyes. He's got a very soft fair skin of somebody who clearly doesn't spend a lot of time outside. He's fairly tall, about one eighty two. Okay, so not massively tall, but as I say, a muscular kind of build, lean and handsome face. Um, and then you see another woman. She looks to be a few years younger than him, also human. 
a long wavy brown hair and green eyes and kind of slightly tan skin look, looking more like someone that you'd expect from maybe more the south of France or maybe Italy or Spain okay and she's a bit short looks about 170 fairly regular build and as you come in she, she has this lovely soft welcoming smile on her face so she comes up oh bonjour bonjour um, my name is Marie um, this is my husband Jean um, welcome to Cheville uh, you're traveling through for the day. You're here for the night. My, I have not seen one. She's looking at your halberds. I, I have not seen one of them in quite some time. Yeah, this is this is Albert, my halbert. Um, um, I'm gonna kind of look at her with just like. If you say you Albert. want a separate room for him, I am leaving no, right but now. Albert, Albert and I will definitely share. Are you going to share with us as well? We do have. Well, we we only we have two rooms. So there are three people in one of the rooms right now, but there's there's, there's yeah, a big we'll, bed for the two of you. We'll, 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 we'll share. Albert will be fine on the corner. Um, okay. So uh, if you're be... sure that you won't mind, have not being able to sleep in the bed with you. No, I would rather you didn't have the, I'm kidding. I'm just the linens. I would rather you didn't have the... She's always like this. I do apologise. Um, oh, like, yeah. we, we, we haven't known each other for very long, but like she's, this, this, for the time amount of time we've known each other, she's always been like this. So I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, like so, what? Um, <laughs> like snarky and sarcastic. Anyway... Um, so yeah, if we could get a room, that would be really, really good. And uh, we've been travelling all day, mm-hmm. so if we could have um, a meal, of that, course, would be, yeah. that would be lovely. Yes, um, I, I, there's some soup prepared. Um, I could bring you some soup. You're welcome, some bread. That would be great, thank you okay. so much. Yeah. All right. um, okay, if you want to sit yourself down, says, Jean, uh, two soups. And he goes, uh, well, and he goes, he goes off to the back. And he comes out of, uh, a couple of minutes later because you are in a somewhat r- more rural part of France. Unsurprisingly, they come out with two very lovely bowls of onion soup. Brilliant. Mm. I'll put Albert under the stool bowl. Yes. Okay. Um, so you sit down to your to your lunch, your late lunch. Okay. So the three of you had been up in your room. You'd been chatting about random stuff kind of got distracted by your talk um, um, <clears throat> um, Justine you're getting, you're getting kind of hungry but you're too polite to say anything okay and um, and Gwen you're realising your tummy started to rumble and everybody mm-hmm. hears it um, <laughs> yes, it's lunchtime <laughs> does anyone else want to come down with me and see what we can wrestle of course yeah yeah sure so you head downstairs to the common room area, and as you come down, um, Jean, the um, she's the co-owner of of La, La Petite Auberge. She sees you all, says, "Ah, I was wondering who you were. I thought you maybe have gone out for a walk or something. Um, you have you eaten? No. Um, good afternoon, John. No, we're actually looking for food. It's oh, okay. Available. And um, you so. Going in, you see there's the two elves who always take up that one corner near the fire, mm-hmm. having their having their beer and they're smoking their pipes. And you see there's another two people there you haven't spoken mm-hmm. before, two women, um, who um, don't look local. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, very outdoorsy, stocky looking mm-hmm. um, um, woman, and then another quite outlandish clothing, wearing. Light leather armor has vibrant green hair, but looks to have like be wearing some sort of a military uniform. Well, I'm. And they're sitting down to lunch uh, along one of the uh, at one of the long tables. Yeah, I just kind of stop in my tracks and take them both in mm-hmm. um, and get distracted from what we were uh, ordering, and I just kind of shake myself back and talk to um, the barman and just ask for yeah uh, three soups, I suppose, um, and we, we'll we'll sit over there. Yeah. Aminata is just going to like swing their way over and just plonk themselves down in so, front of the two of them. So Bonjour. this person is appears beside them. What do you look like? So Aminata, before sitting down, is far taller than I am. <laughs> About five eight, like chocolatey brown skin with hair that goes from a deeper bra- with deeper black to maybe a slightly lighter brown. 
towards the end, but with super vibrant green eyes. So like the leaves of a tree. Okay. And beautiful because of their fading age. So. So I'll follow as well. Yeah. Just Justine, do you want to come too? Justine is probably a bit more more hesitant, but then she kind of looks around and follows follows two people that she knows. Mm -hmm. She decides that it's better than to kind of be stranded around. Um, good afternoon, ladies. So what does that, what does Gwyn look like? So um, Gwyn walks over and you see a kind of a petite woman. She's about 160, 170 centimeters, so similar to Sylvie in, in height, um, but I think more athletic and slimmer. She has very striking, long, flaxen blonde hair and blue eyes. She's wearing a Victorian riding suit, so for bicycle riding, so um, like a tight-fitting bodice with long culottes. But you'd almost not know they were culottes. They're very so practical. actually quite similar to uh, what Sylvia yeah, wears. Yeah, really yeah, really quite similar. Um, and she has a black hilted dagger on her hip, a small pouch, um, and her clothes are kind of a plain woolen green. But she has a striking silver signet ring with a red resin dome and what looks to be hair inside it. And uh, Justine? Uh, Justine is about 166 centimeters, very precise. She is <laughs> pale, she has like um, curly red hair, but more towards like blonde red. Yeah. Uh, she has loads of freckles. She is slightly more tanned than like she normally would be because she's been traveling, but because she's natural red hair, she she's more like sunburned. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. I know. I'm being licked. Um, <laughs> so you would say like strawberry, strawberry, strawberry blonde, blonde yeah. hair, more if you yeah. More more that yeah. Um, she's wearing like traveling clothes. Um, that is very good material, and you can see that they're expensive, but they're slightly like withered, and they're a bit like loose. Mm. Because she's been traveling for a while and she probably lost somebody. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, the this vivacious, stunning, um, ebony skinned woman just plumps herself down. Hello, and then the other two uh, arriving beside them, <laughs> and um, a, a moment a moment later, um, you the man um, who you had um, assumed was the. Um, the, in, the fellow innkeeper, he comes down and he... Um, more onion soup. Uh, more onion soup for these three. Mina is just looking at Amy Clara like she she, she she can't take her eyes like really off uh, Amida, Aminada because like, yeah, she's just like, she's trying to kind of talk to every like look at everybody in turn, but like her eyes just always wander back to... <laughs> Aminara is just going to kind of lean forward on like one elbow, very unladylike, considering she looks like she's very well dressed for travel, and be like, "What's your name?" Your your eyes are really gorgeous. Um, Amina. Amina. Thanks to meet you. Please meet you. I'm just just going to extend it all. Are you are you fine touched? I am indeed, and obviously, so are you. Yes, yes, I am. You you have very very striking hair. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I got that from my mother. I got the eyes from I do not know. <laughs> they're they're lovely. They're, they they look like trees. They're, they're nearly settling. they're nearly like my hair. We match. Yeah. <laughs> Amita's just gonna swing her gaze over to Sylvia. Sylvia kind of looks at her and then just goes back to eating her soup <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna like chuckle politely and say apologies it's very rude to stare but it's very rare we meet such lovely travellers oh um I confess I am I have been on my own for uh, for quite a while I'm not used to so many people in one place I will tone it down oh by all means do not tone yourself oh not down, forever but just I am not used to living or being around uh, people. I have been uh, spending a lot of time in the woods, and um, oh, I love the woods. Yeah, it's it's quieter than the towns. Just eat my soup and I go. To like, a yeah. degree, 
there is noise in the woods all the flora the fauna the trees like to make some lovely music Oh, yeah, but you see, it is not the screaming and the yelling and the clanking of metal. Yes. I couldn't agree more. I agree. And Yushin is just, like, choosing her soup, and then as soon as you started talking about, like, spending time alone and, like, being in the woods, she kind of got interested, but she doesn't say anything. She's just kind of looking, listening. Okay. It's unusual <laughs> to see uh, ladies traveling alone. Are you here with family or just a holiday? Sorry, um, <laughs> holiday. <laughs> I, I, sorry. I, I, I love that you you think uh, that it gives the appearance of people who would take a holiday. <laughs> oh, you uh, never know. A, a what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just you know some leisurely time. You might go to the seaside. Go to some nice cafes, maybe meet a nice man, or five, you never know. And that has been filling me in on the luxuries of the upper classes, so I thought I'd ask. Oh, okay. <laughs> so where did you come from? You're oh. not from here. Oh, no, I came from Berlin, um, and I have... As I said, I've been living in the woods and I uh, found myself... Um, well, no longer in the woods and uh, traveling with Mina here. Berlin, that's mm. quite some. That's quite some while away. What, if you don't mind me asking, you don't have to answer, of course. What brings you here? Well, I was traveling with someone, but uh, they are no longer around, and uh, I met Mina such after uh, they left, and well, then I ended up in the woods for a while and uh, we reconnected and we've been traveling around well i'm very sorry to hear about whoever's traveling with you i won't cry it's your business but it's a pleasure to meet you nonetheless oh. what brings you here um just me yeah um myself and aminata we were traveling together we know each other in fact i've been looking for my brother. Who? Oh, not a At that, that, Mina just kind of <laughs> straightens up. Oh, not another one. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you know, do you, when was the last time you, you, you heard of him? And do you, where was the last location? And have you, have you been to the headquarters? Have you, have you, have you got any paper trail? Have you, like, what, what, what have you done, actually? Have you, have, have you been... I have um, done everything. I've been everywhere. I've asked everyone. No one knows anything. No one has seen anything. There are no paper left. The last time I heard of him was from his friend who told me, my, my brother, Jan, he went to the war, but he never returned. And we saw he was dead for ages. And then his friend told us that, in fact, he decided not to return home, which is very, very strange. Oh, yeah, and he was, he was going this direction, but that was obviously a while ago. And as soon as we learned, we, myself and my parents, we agreed that it's probably worth investigating. But see, I was the only one who could go for my family, so I am sorry, but this war that has been going on, I... Yes, I think it is very know, probable Sylvia, that they are I know, Sylvia. Yeah, I know, but like... I'm sorry! Wayne just chuckles. You shouldn't say that to people. Do you know? Do you know? I'm, I'm looking for my brother as well. Oh. He was he was fighting at the front. But, um, yeah, I know. Well, at most the front, likely things, he is things dead. But very until I know better... I will keep hoping, you know, and you can't just go around and tell people that their loved ones are most likely dead. That's not what people do. You know, Sylvia, that what we saw for ages, but then I know for a fact that he survived the war itself. What happened to him after, that's that's what I have to find out, I guess. Okay, but I think, yeah, you need to know what went on and that will give you peace. Exactly. I am simply saying that... If he was on the front lines, uh, things are not great. Very, very bad on the front lines. So, unfortunately, that is a byproduct of war. 
Fighting wars for people who will never step foot on the field themselves. Men who make decisions and then people die and it's all in the name of power. I and they overplated egos. Bored men cause wars. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, oh, oh, let's blame the Fae. It's not the Fae's fault that a bunch of stupid men decided, oh, let's go and invade Arcadia. Yes, you're quite right. You're quite right. Yeah. I completely agree. I'm. I've always been quite against the war. I don't think it's just, and we've lost very good people. And everybody it. keeps saying, "Oh, you must do your duty for the greater good." The greater. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not do that. <laughs> the greater good is leaving. A place better than you found it. Mm. Well, things are definitely not better than we found them. So, I suppose I am hoping to travel and heal the land that has been ravaged by the war. So, that that, that is uh, my plan. But um, I met Mina on the bay, and that's that's quite an admirable cause. Yeah, it's better than, you know, needlessly murdering people, which is what those in charge would like us to do, so... Yeah, true. You know, less men in the world seems like a pretty good thing to me. Mm-hmm. As you say that, um, the innkeeper, yep. Jean, the... <laughs> oh, just the ones I have. Jesus. Um, um, excuse me, um, how was the food? It's oh, fine. Superb, Jean. Um, would you like some, some wine? Yes. 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 Of course, yeah, of course, of course, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. It just it depends on the men, I suppose. Right, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one good thing for. <laughs> I have five brothers, so. Oh, my condolences. I have no brothers, thank you. They are quick. <laughs> they are. They're, Jesus, they're fun. fun. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's okay. fun to grow up with. You know. Can't uh, imagine. They they have their uses, but honestly, I tend to find female companionship a bit more civilized of course because we're the superior sex so yeah Uh, you see i have a lot of female cousins and i would not necessarily agree however we prefer to fight with our words and some quite vicious barbs as opposed to sharp tools Mm, we are more intellectually intelligent I agree. Oh, that that I will agree, but don't tell them, and they'd never believe you. They'd call you a witch and burn you alive. Don't I know? As Jean comes back, and he's got like a tray with like five glasses, and he's got a, a large uh, carafe, and he's like pouring down some a nice simple red, you know, something that you would have at this time of the afternoon, you know, mm-hmm. um, just to go with your soup. with your soup, you know, nothing soup. fancy, just normal red. Okay, and everything okay? Are we good? Yeah, we good? Oh, perfect. Just okay. keep the wine coming because I think there's going to be quite interesting discussions happening at this table. Um, some of your elderly, com- well, some of the oh, elderly men may. They're half deaf, it's okay. Oh, perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Also, I, I also find the older people get, unless they care about other people. Oh, think. they truly do not care. My grandmother is the crassest woman I've ever met and I wish to end up like her so, right. so it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice simple house rent nothing fancy you know goes well with the aftertaste of the of the simple onion soup that you've had oh I'm going to polish my glass really quickly yeah cool. yeah um, Sylvia is I not keep, I just look at this she is not used to alcohol at all she's drinking it very slowly and yeah very, very slowly conscious of when you say not used to alcohol you mean because it's been so long since she was drinking yeah because she's from Berlin she's used to yeah (laughs) he's more used to beer yeah would be A used to beer B hasn't really been around civilization for like a good long ass don't I know it (laughs) (laughs) moss bed (laughs) (laughs) not to try it moss is very soft so Amnita's just going to keep peppering people with questions, telling some funny stories just to help people relax because I tend to be able to sense when people are 
uncomfortable. I'm not going to point more, any questions at Justine, just in case, you know, and also yourself, Sylvia. Well, Sylvia is answering your questions, but like with as few year, few words as possible and keeps turning the conversation back to like things about the room, yourself. I'll pick up on that and just start diverting them to Gwen <laughs> <laughs> and Nina. So yeah, you spend like basically the afternoon here. Oh, after a few hours, the 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 uh, the bulb, the inn, those are the you know more people coming in. Just random villagers coming in for the for the evening, getting some dinner, getting some drinks, and by say half seven, eight o'clock, it's fairly full of people, you know. Um, you see, we're having dinner now. At this stage, you can be having some dinner. You're on to your fourth bottle of wine. Oh God. <laughs> no, definitely. I would have only drunk a little bit. Oh, I'm talking about Anita. <laughs> <laughs> I can put away my wine. Yeah. I am perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, you are eventually served some food. Um, there's a mixed mash of people in. Um, of like, there's nobody who comes in who looks like they're down and out and hard on their look. Mm-hmm. It's mostly fairly common folk with a few slightly more well dressed individuals um, um, who, who are coming in and chatting to people. Um, at one, um, you do actually see um, a priest um, comes in um, at about maybe half eight, nine. He stays, he has a glass of beer, talks to some of the people, chatting to people. People are fairly friendly to the guy. He looks like he's in his early 60s. Um, Average height, but he walk. He has a slight hunch, and um, he walks with a slight limp. He's not coming near us, is he? He's mingling with people in general. Um, <laughs> average build, grey hair, brown eyes, um, and like the hair is kind of cut short and thinning, kind of square face, like thick bushy eyebrows and round brass limb, brass rim spectacles. You know, in is like the traditional black cassock robe. As I say, what well, he doesn't—he does walk with a very, very slight limp, but he doesn't have a cane, okay. And he, he, as you say, he's gone around just chatting to people, and you know, people are like hello to him. Um, he does pass you all at one stage and just gives a polite nod. He doesn't know who you are and just continues on chatting to people. He stays for about an hour and then he's gone. But before know. he goes, I'm gonna go and uh, talk to him. Oh, okay. So you go up to him and say. Like, hello, Father. Oh, hello. Um, um, it's Monday, so I missed Sunday Mass, but I was just wondering when um, you are having Mass again. Well, we have a morning service tomorrow. Brilliant. From um, uh, 9.30, and um, we have confession on Wednesday at, at, at noon. Very good. I'm not quite sure if I stayed that long, but I'll definitely be at Mass. Thank you so much, Well, Father. the Lord's door is always open. It is indeed. Thank you. Thank you so much. Did we create this Yeah, he's like, he's a, he's like, as he's gone back, like, just fairly close to the end. So, I take it you're quite devout in your practice, yes? In my whole family is, yeah. Oh, yes, you did say, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm just glad uh, Gwyn is kind of agog at what she just saw, and I think there's been wine flowing so she's not going to comment on it but yeah we, a shiver runs down her spine when she we, we have quite a few polarising attitudes towards organised religion in this party so oh, oh okay so Sylvia is just kind of folding her arms and deliberately looking away. Gwen <laughs> is really trying not to make a comment. <laughs> really trying very hard. They're new people, new friends. Be nice, Gwen. Be nice. There is, there is no point in ignoring because it'll come up eventually. I'm just making sure it's out in the air. You don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, I think I do. I think I do. Religion, politics, gender studies, some of my favourite topics. How is Justine reacting to all this? Justine is very surprised by what she saw, but she's not repulsed by by the priest. No, Uh, She's she's more kind of astonished, because from the whole party, she probably least expected Nina to be be devoted Mm -hmm. to a big Christian. (laughs) Are you you okay there, Sylvia? Oh, yeah, I have 
no strong opinions to voice the church. They do what they want, and um, they sure do do what they want. By all means, pray if it makes you happy. Just says under her breath, it's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds giving me a lot of strength so far. Is there any music playing? <coughs> um, at about half nine, some people do pull out um, violin and um, uh, some sort of a tin whistle. That is my time to shine. Amnita's going to just get up and be like, I apologize. Once I hear music, I need to dance. And when they stand up, you're just going to see quite a lovely outfit, but quite flowy around the legs. And I'm just going to start. Swirling my way through tables, dancing, having the time of my life. Once you do, a few people get in. There's a few men trying to dance with you as well. And I dodge them like a ninja. <laughs> like expensive fabric. Yeah. No, the people, and then you, and then a, a crowd of people just start dancing in general, and a bit of a session starts going, and there's a bit more cheers and some more alcohol being ordered and drunk, and yeah, you're having a good fun time. I'll, I suppose, scoot over to Sylvie and chat to, and, and yeah, just I suppose start chatting about the woods. And I'm curious what plants you saw in the woods, if any. Or you obviously spend a lot of time outdoors, oh, so I'm just assuming yeah. you might know what grows uh, around here. I'm very good friends with uh, some um, most Leute. Did I say that right? <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I, I learned, uh, I learned quite a lot of uh, a, a lot from uh, from her. And, um, oh. Well, I study but, herbalism a bit. Ah, so the plants I would have seen, not, nothing particularly mm-hmm. outlandish. So you know, your mandrake, mm-hmm. your all of okay. all of these things. Excellent, excellent. I wouldn't know much about how to bruise a potion, mm-hmm. but um, it does take a while to learn. Maybe you could show me. I mean, tomorrow, if, if you're hanging yeah, around, yeah. maybe you could bring me. I actually do need to gather some mandrakes. So. I have not seen uh, the woods. Uh, as, uh, Just a point of clarification. You have not yet. You haven't have, been. We haven't got that far that's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the forest is about 35 kilometers north mm-hmm. of where you are. 35, 40 kilometers north of where you are. Use it becoming oh. from Lyon. And Yus would have skirted past ah, it okay. because it's big, and Yus were coming down from Paris. Okay. Um, so Yus would have skirted past it, but you didn't go into it. Okay. You know? so because it is like it is fairly big. Yeah. So like if you don't know where you're going, you're you might risk lost. getting lost. Okay. So and Yus are coming from a more direction. southerly ish yeah. okay. southeast cool. direction relative to where you are. Okay. So you have okay. not gone into um, to Tonkin. She did not teach me uh, much about the various uses for the herbs, mm-hmm. but um, I did uh, learn magics from her, magics wow, to do with the earth really? and healing. And That's really interesting. Wow, well, if, so. if you would be interested, tomorrow I know there's, I passed woods just north of here as, oh. as I came south, so if you would be interested, yeah, yeah. maybe this go sounds, for a walk tomorrow. This sounds great. I, I have become more comfortable in the woods anyway, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's yes, very loud too. and um, it is. Yeah. chaotic. I love the woods too, but... Which is also that, chaotic, but it's, there's it's more order. There's in, a natural order to things yeah. than like in cities. Natural chaos. I mean, it just says floating. Christine <laughs> 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 went, went to dance first, but then when she heard that you were talking about like plants and herbs and woods, she kind of stopped dancing and sort of scooted closer and started listening to conversation. And then she was like, sorry, I just want it for one second. I just need to, oh, I do actually have herbalism. You do. Okay. Yeah. So, um, in that case, Susie knows fuck all about her. So, um, I, I begin talking about various herbs that I have seen. We'll have a discourse. Yeah. And Justine hearing this conversation. Yeah. And she, she asks if she can join to go. Of course. The more the merrier. Yeah. She has never really been to the woods properly, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she likes garden, she likes herbs and flowers, and oh, wonderful. her sphere is well, like first sphere. Ah, so. Well, if we get the right plants, we can maybe work on some potions together. Hmm. Well, yeah, I have not made many potions, but I know the uses of some of the mm-hmm. herbs, so... Well, as a mecha- on a mechanical point, um, so Gwyn and uh, Sylvia both have... Uh, beginner 
herbalism, mm-hmm. yeah. like at level, like plus one, so mm-hmm. basic level. And um, with that level, and both of you having, um, both of you like having magic scores of greater than zero. Um, <laughs> well, <that's> that, <laughs> <laughs> every little counts, but um, you are able to make um, lesser healing salves. So Ooh, these nice. are like these are slightly magically charged um, poultices mm-hmm. that if you use with uh, when you are when if you use it when you're doing um, a first aid action um, it gives extra grit uh, regardless of how successful you are in your first aid role if you're using these healing salves um, they're like they're a, a slightly magically charged poultice then you do actually give more grit it's going to be like putting Savlon on a sucking chest room, but I'm talking yeah, up to sure. like it's all <laughs> sorry. Yeah, That's a bonding you know. exercise. So with this... Um, it's, basically, basically, it's basically magical fix, because yeah. as we all know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that cures everything. Yeah, I mean, this is not a pseudo-cream. This is happening. Um, I'm going to go uh, get it up, and um, I'm going to dance with uh, Ami, Aminata. So I'm going to be spinning Mina, having a wonderful time, <laughs> And I'm just going to say if if you want if you want me to wait, I can wait and if they decide to go in the morning to the forest and then we can follow up after them. We could do yeah, that. Yeah, um um yeah, I'm I'm gonna go to Mass and then I will go to um the Chardon Marie to um ask if they have any um any news or not news but if they know anything of the, the, the army that was here. Uh, six months ago, so they might they might know something. Okay, I may not join you for the mass, but I will be no, that's waiting that's when mass is over. Thank you. So you have a fairly enjoyable evening. Um, I'm gonna be to bed early enough. Yeah. So you I survive for two hours before bed. Okay. Right. Does, does, <laughs> no, does nobody so, see um, you? Or give me a first roll. First roll of the yeah, game. Yeah, do you want to slip out? Or like, what is um, yeah, Looking I'll, at your character sheet, that's a plus one. Because you are not a rogue anymore. I have, de- <laughs> I have quick reflexes. Yeah, quick reflexes doesn't help yourself. That's an acrobatics, yeah. <laughs> well, when you are a slightly more powerful witch, you can do fun, fun things like shape change into cats and oh, owls yeah. and stuff. Well, Sylvia is going to step out for a bit of air because she is just not able to handle... So as you're stepping out for some air, you see Gwyn trying to sneak out and you spot her. Well, Sylvia is just going out. Whatever Gwyn is doing is her business. She's not going to fucking say anything. She's going to make no secret of the fact that she is fucking going out. Yeah. She's probably going to pick up yeah. on that you're trying to be stealthy, but she's oh, just you do, but you're like, just reading them. She's, yeah. when I see she's you just going to ignore like this. I'm not going to like <laughs> sheepishly wave and then head off there in the direction of whatever the rougher well, area I'm of town is. Gonna be um, off to bed um, because I'm going to get up uh, in the morning. So um, I'm going to get up and I'm getting Albert and um, Ma- and Marie. The um, she's the wife of her like. Part of the duo that run the end, she gives you your key and um, you, shows you up to the room. Thank you. It's a simple room, a large What's double one? bed. There's a wash basin, um, chamber pot. There's a two towels there. It's very very simple. There's That's a candle great. in the corner as well. Um, very very simple. Brilliant. I'll just wash up because everything in. And uh, Sylvia is gonna go up after a while. She just wants to get a bit of air first. Yeah. That's all. Yustina's gonna go to bed because she she kind of starts feeling comfortable and tired. Yeah. And so so the, the three of you are sharing a room. There's like a little bed, and then they have a little cot as well. Mm-hmm. So you can decide who's sleeping where. But, uh, so I'll take the cot because I've been going out at night. Yeah. Well, this is the 19th century where when you actually rented rooms, you normally were sharing, sharing beds, beds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. often with complete strangers. So yes, I always find that such an odd one because it's so different to what we're used to now. Yeah, but it was like it was the norm. Like, yeah, stranger danger, not here. No. <laughs> so uh, anyway, 
So you all, you had to. What a way to make new friends, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or get stabbed in your sleep. <laughs> yeah, sleep with the decker mm-hmm. under your window. Or maybe you and a friend were just having to share a room, and the reason you were cuddling so close and were not wearing any clothes was because it was cold, cold and it was to stay warm in winter because that was an actual defense that was used by men in court of law. This is historically documented. Best friends. Actual defense that <laughs> oh. was used by men Roommates. when caught. <laughs> we were, and the, depending on the social status of the men, the judges would often happily believe them because mm. they got rid of the scandal. Of yeah. course. Yeah, of course you were doing that because what else would you be doing? You're good, upright men. They are upright indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and you all head to bed eventually, okay? Mm-hmm. And you come back from your nightly escapade mm-hmm. and um, slipping into bed. Um, Amanita, and um, you're staying up fast asleep. I'm assuming Amanita's asleep in the bed. I, I probably would have kind of tried to stay semi awake just to make sure. That oh, I just meant I assume you're in that bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, whole, whole, like, big, there was like, there was like three or four men who were happily making, you know, uh, invitations. Oh, yes. I, as soon as Justine was like, I'm leaving, I was like, oh, yeah. no, I'm not staying here. Yeah. So I'm just, I probably just kind of like curled up yes. again for the body warmth only. Yes. Just against just these. I know, I know. We don't, we don't do stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, you get up the next morning, you come down, simple breakfast, coffee, some bread, some cheese. I come down and I'm wearing a nice um, um, Your Sunday best. dress, yeah, um, but it's like like proper kind of um, like traditional countryside, like folk. Kind of. Is it a deer dog? Yeah, it's a proper truck. Not quite, but very similar. So similar to a deer dog, but like, is, was that one? It was more wools and linens than the than the embroidered leathers, yeah. Yeah, no, they have that too. It's just the the top is different. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. So you, I'm assuming that you're not going to break your fast. No, I'm not. No. But I do have a little dagger, like, hidden on my face. Oh, of course you do. Absolutely. So... What a lovely dress. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. I'm just going to... I'm off to mass then. Thank you. Oh. So, right, you're, I'll, I'll walk do you with you. breakfast before you go? No, I'll... I'll no. Thank you. Okay, well, will we see you perhaps after... Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are going to go into the fort to see what we can find. Oh. I wouldn't imagine the herbs and uh, plants are so different, but... Uh, yeah, you never know. No, no. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourselves. Thank you. Thank you. So you head off to church. Church. You you head off with her. I'll be going with me. I won't be stepping foot in the building, but I will just kind of walk around the town yeah, to see take what's a there. Stroll. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. It's a big. As I said, there's about somewhere between fifteen and twenty thousand people, so it's a large town. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you can see walking around. You can see where some newer not quite tenement, but some newer, cheaper domiciles had, had been built um, mm-hmm. up near where the brass mills is. Okay. okay so the brass mills up on the side of the town, mm-hmm. okay? Quite a large structure, all right? And um, actually, you're walking around and um, people had already got up early and they'd gone into the mill for the morning, okay? You see mm-hmm. smoke beginning to rise and um, as you're walking, you notice... You've been strong for about maybe 30 minutes or so, 35 minutes, you're at mass. It's not mass, it's just morning prayer. Yeah. So it's not a proper it's not a proper mass because it's not <coughs> Sunday. It's just a, it's just morning prayer, okay? Um, all in Latin, of course. Of course. So <coughs> which you know. Um so um yeah, you're kinda of walking around and then you notice a strange thing. It looks like there's like the workers from the mill are leaving. And, um, yeah, it's really, really... Give me an awareness roll. Ooh, that was a good one. Ooh, that's a good one. That is 21. Okay, yeah, you actually noticed, not only leaving, there's a couple of people who are being carried, not like physically, like, not like on stretches or anything, but like are being held, 
help walk out of the inn. Or the, sorry, the, the, the mill. Okay? Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. Um, I'm going to walk up and say, Oh, is everything okay? Should I get some help? Um, what happened? There's something, something I've gone on. There's like some some of the men were gone near the furnace and they started coughing and collapsing and we've no idea. Like um, Bertrand, the foreman, he's he's gone to find he's he's gone to to find the bois. Um, you've you've no idea who Bertrand is. You said he's the foreman. You've no idea who mm-hmm. this the bois is either. Mm-hmm. Um, and like yeah, uh, we we all had to. We we came outside. It was like it wasn't safe in there. Um, there was some. Noxious fumes or something coming from the furnace. It was. Could you describe the smell? No. Okay. So hmm. uh, yeah. So while that's all, you have had nice, you know, coffee, mm-hmm. some bread, Delicious. you know, a bit of cheese, and a breakfast, and um, you just finish it up. And in walks a man in his mid forties, um, clearly fake touched, above average height, lean build, long hair, green eyes. Slightly pointed ears of someone who's clearly fake touched. And he's wearing this kind of like charcoal grey three piece suit. He's got a scar on the right eye. Um, but he's still he's like quite a good looking guy. And, and he, as he comes in, you see uh, Jean over the um, owner of the innkeeper. He's like, Bertrand, what, what are you doing here? Why? Is there something wrong? And he's like, and he's like, and he's like, yeah. and the Bertrand, like, yeah, there is like something strange has happened there. There's, oh, that we, um, which, you know, the furnace is up and um, one of the men collapsed up by the furnace. We pulled him away. As we did, I got close. I was coughing myself. There was something in the flames. Some some sort of creature in the flames itself. We couldn't get close. As soon as we did, we were coughing and the, the air was becoming noxious and you haven't seen Dubois, have you? And Albert's like, no, I haven't seen him in a few days. I think he's he, he's off somewhere. He said he was traveling north for a few days. And I was like, why? What? I mean, and he's like, well, I mean, he's the best hunter in the area. Some sort of strange creature in a fire. I'd, he'd be the man we'd ask. He's like, is he immune to fire? And he'd look at you and he's like, <laughs> no, he's, he's not. No, but he's a great hunter. Like he is. Yeah, but- very no, and and and. Michelle Bear, the, the innkeeper, was like, no, no, um, 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 Philippe Dubois, he's like, he's an incredible hunter. He's killed many, many, um, hunted many creatures, both mundane and fake. Um, so it's Michelle Bertrand, who's the, the foreman of the Brasmol, is like, if he's saying there's some sort of a fairy or some sort of a fire creature in that, that's, Dubois would be the man we would ask to try and find these creatures. And So... But, I, well, you you know you you work in this mill. You know yourself when you get close to fire. You no, no. It was uh, as they got close. It was like there was some sort of a noxious fume in the very air itself. It a wasn't, poison. Yeah, yes. It wasn't like it was smoke or something. The smoke goes out through the chimneys. You know, um, it was nothing like that at all. And I I got close enough. I could glance in, and I saw it was like some sort of a lizard in the flames itself. Uh, oh. You can absolutely do a fail or a roll. It's a fucking salamander. Of course you can do a fail or a roll. Susie knows it's a salamander. Where, uh, Does Sylvia? User, you, you're in, you're in back yet? Um, yeah, no. I was going to ask where did the rest of the people go because I did ask. They them. just kind of milled around and they're kind of standing around. So and know what the hell to do? That's okay. only a thirteen. I well, I'm assuming I'm adding my. You're adding your intellect, which is yeah, which zero. Is, oh shit! Sorry. And you're adding your fail or, which is a plus one. Okay, so that's actually only a plus. And does anybody else have fail lore? I have arcane lore, so we're, that's no, not that's good at the moment. Kind of, yeah, and Quinn, you do have fail lore as well. I'm looking at your character sheet. Oh, it's up at the top. Yeah, yeah you do have fail okay. I'm going to uh, do a roll as and, well. And, and you're smarter than Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not as good a roller. Three. <laughs> you're rolling with Olaf. <laughs> I know. It's, it's just Unfortunately, you have arcane lore. You stand so with me. And... So what would you say? You got a 12, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, you're not quite sure what it is. You have heard that there are certain fey creatures that like flames. Um, so it could be a couple of things. It could be maybe some sort of a weird fairy dragon. It could be something like a salamander. You're not quite sure. 
But well, I'm gonna you do know that there are fey creatures that actually like fire and flame. Okay, so I'm going to say that too. And I'm going to say also, do you think maybe it could be lured out? Oh, you you know about fey creatures, mademoiselle? Oh, a little, a little. But there are some that like uh, the fire and the flames. Um, perhaps if we could lure it out, persuade it to leave. Do you think you could? I think we could. Let's go. He's kind of looking at the three of you. Is like these these three women. Is like I have some magics of the arts. And, oh, um, oh, oh! I see. Ah, uh, you're a sorceress. I am not a sorceress. They would have studied. Um, I have some training in various different <laughs> magics. Uh, well, if you would be willing to um, help us with this problem, um, let's, let's go. I let's I am sure um, Monsieur Malay would um, would would happily um, um, pay you for your time and your skills. Oh, uh, well, oh, okay. Uh, this is kind of dragging You, uh, you get right now, so I mean, you, you have it's, it's a lovely service, mm-hmm. simple, you know, about 30 minutes or so of morning prayer, and um, but not the Anglican morning prayer, <laughs> okay, <laughs> good Catholic morning prayer, <laughs> and um, and um, um a- afterwards, um, uh, Pierre Choisy, the priest, he comes up to you and says, Oh, so lovely to see you this morning, uh, Mademoiselle, okay, uh, I hope you like our little church. Oh, it's very lovely. Very lovely. It's a lovely, lovely prayer. Thank you. Oh, very good. Well, if you're here on Wednesday, as I said, we have confession at noon. If so. I'm here, I will. I will. It's been a while. Of course, of course. It's difficult when you're traveling. Oh, I'm sure. Well, keep safe and keep the faith. And if you'll excuse me. Thank you. Then, so you head out and... Um, I mean, it is not outside, but you, you know, see... It's so oh, difficult to just go, oh, thank you, Father. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You've been living in Ireland for so long. <laughs> do you want some tea, Father? <laughs> um, so you guys, like, you can't see your friend, but you do see there's a big crowd of people up outside the mill. Yeah. And that looks a bit out of place. Okay. I go up. Uh, when you get close, you do see Avenue to there. Oh, hey, um, what is going on here? The, the workers started coming out of the mill. They said that they were like some of them started coughing, like furnace, which is very odd considering they work here all the time. So I just came up here to see what could potentially be happening. I wasn't sure how long you'd be in for. Oh, it's prayers, usually so. just a, a short prayer, anyway. So um, okay, um, is anyone injured? Uh, well, they were carrying. They did carry a few of the workers out. At this point, have. The other three come up. At this stage, you know, you're having this conversation as your three friends wandering up in your direction and you see the three of them coming and you see, you see Amnita and Amina um, conversation. You're about wave, yeah. 250, 300 meters from the mill. Um, the crowd is kind of beginning to disperse because it's like they don't know what to do. They can't go mm-hmm. inside. It's not safe to work inside. But it wasn't like they were like, oh, we just go home. It was kind of like, what do we do? But they're do beginning we... to disperse. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to walk into the building. Yeah. I probably would have just started yeah. walking in, gra- linked arms with me and I just kind yeah. of pulled. That, that, pulled them what in. are you just going trying to do? I think we can help here. It's our duty to help. We're in the area. Okay. And I just keep walking. <laughs> what, what duty? Duty. Um, <laughs> Sylvia <laughs> hears duty and she's just kind of <laughs> you see her kind of snarl a bit at that for that. Um, <laughs> I cut to your arm and go like, do, do you know what's in there? Uh, so apparently um, the fumes became quite noxious. Uh, the men, they believe they saw something, some sort of a creature in the fire. Okay, okay. Um, uh, there are some fake creatures that like fire and the flame. Um, so it could be something like that, but maybe, um, I was wondering if maybe perhaps we might be able to lure it out somehow. Okay. Okay. Um, I showed after you and go like, if you, 
Give me a moment. I can suit up and um, put my armor on, and um, I'll come with you. Go right ahead. So I, I run back to the inn, and I'll just... I keep very quick, very quick job. Like, I just... It's quick you're going to need a few minutes, though, because you have to run back Oh, absolutely, but I'm like, I'm, I'm just, like... Don't forget your friend. Oh, yeah, no, Albert. Albert's definitely going to meet him. But, um, um, yeah, so um, I don't even put anything on properly. I'm just, you know, I don't want distress to get, like, burnt or whatever. And um, I'll, I'll bring my doublet with me and I'm, I have, hold it in my hand and I'm running back. So you just start going straight in. I start going straight in. So it's a very large building, okay? Yeah. It's probably about, oh, easily 40 metres long by, mm-hmm. like, 25 metres, okay? Because it's a factory, yep. okay? Um, at one end, so you're coming in from... You come in through a set of doors, kind of on the more easterly end of the, or sorry, the more westerly end of the building. Westerly, okay. And then when you walk in, you see there's various different stations. You can see there's like there's six large spaces um, where there appear to be some sorts of like molds. Where you're mm-hmm. assuming that they take the brass and they pour the molten brass into these molds, and then there's mm-hmm. presses beside them to press in the shape, and then the far end. I actually thought you meant the factory. Oh, in a mill. In a mill. That's so strange. And at the far end of the factory, you see there's three very large furnaces. Like these structures are like a good two meters wide. Okay. Yeah. And there's like large like doorways that open up, and um, there's um, piles. There's um, coal piles as well near them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell like. These furnaces look like they've been all fairly, they, they, they've been filled up and there's a fire still going pretty strong, um, but that's what you can see right now. And okay. um, what are the rest of you doing when you see Gwyn walking in? You see Mina's running back to get armoured up and to get like, her like putting my um, in the shoe. What are just... the rest of you doing? Oh, well, Sil- would Sylvia would, would have followed, she would have kind of, kind of, hesitated but then also gone fuck I can't just let her walk in on her own so Sylvia is going to very slowly reluctantly you can see she's getting really tense um, but she is following Gwen Gwyn in because uh, Justine is very clearly confused uh, she's she's scared she's like visibly scared but then she's kind of she feels like she needs to help people. Mm-hmm. She's like looking around at people and she's like, Ugh. and then she's seeing Gwen just walking and she's kind of like slightly in panic. So she just, she just looks at Sylvia and then Sylvia starts walking and Justine's kind of like putting up handkerchief and like pressing it towards her mouth. And kind but of Sylvia is walking in and very much, a, oh, for fuck's sake, stupid Gwen going in. I can't just leave her on her own. And she's just, you can see her, she's really like, Oh, <laughs> not happy about this. Whereas Anita's very cheery and is very excited to see what's in the furnace. Move up towards the furnace to have a look inside, and I think that is a perfect place to pause in our store. If you enjoyed this and would like to know more about the world of Fayard, about the system and the setting, please be sure to follow us on social media. We're very active on Twitter. Well, we still have a Twitter at Fayard. We are also on TikTok at Fayard. And uh, we occasionally put up some videos, but a really good place to find more of our stuff is on itch.io, fey-earth.itch.io. We've got a number of different products here, free to download one shots with quick play guides and pre-generated characters, and uh, pay what you want uh, PDF with most of the rules of the game, so you can start play testing it and having fun yourself.